Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Game Night with Eddie. I'm your host, Eddie Sole, and today we're going to be covering the Lakers win over the Suns and the Patriots win over the Vikings. Once again, just want to thank everybody for tuning in, just checking this out. You know, I'm having a lot of fun taking some notes as I watch these games and, you know, fleshing out the commentary afterwards. I also want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is, <clears throat> sorry, the platform that I'm using right now to create these podcasts, and they've given me a really good platform. Uh, as a matter of fact, over the last couple of days, I just got approved, and my podcast, you can find it now on Google Podcast, on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So thanks a lot for tuning in. Hopefully we are, you know, here to break down some more games for you guys in the next coming weeks. And I certainly do look forward to doing that. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, we will get into some Lakers versus Suns analysis coming soon. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning back in for some Lakers versus Suns commentary. And today on December 2nd, Sunday, uh, Lakers were white on Sunday. So today in white, they beat the Suns 120 to 96. And they're advancing now to um, 14 and 9 on the season. Lakers really moving up that ladder here in the Western Conference, now at number five behind the Warriors, and it's looking good. It is looking good, ladies and gentlemen. Got to love to see us, you know, continue to string some wins together. We're certainly going to need them once we hit, um, you know, this road a couple road games that we're going to have in the next couple of weeks uh, it's going to be crucial to have these wins in our pockets as we visit um, other teams on their own home court now from this game i did get to see that uh, it was a slow start in the beginning um, we started trailing by I believe as many as 17 points and i mean as soon as we are starting to trail like that the team starts to slow down you know who else than LeBron to start to play downfield and really make some points for us? So, <clears throat> unfortunately, it does take him. It takes LeBron, you know, and his greatness to get us out of holes like that. Um, it's a it's great that we have him because now we actually have a competitive team. But at the same time, you know, this team has not played a full 48 minute game. And I've noticed that over the last game, uh, over the last couple of games that I've seen, we have yet to put on full display, you know, 100%, 48 minutes of hard-nosed, great basketball. We end up, like, slowing down, either in the beginning, in the middle, or towards the end of games. But there is, I think probably something going on with the rotation or the game planning 
that is causing us to do this i mean we're not reacting fast enough we're not making adjustments quick enough and that slows us down um, at any point of the game so you know we're 11 minutes into the second quarter and at this point 20 out of the 25 points for the lakers have been in the paint so once again in this game having some woes and the three-point shooting range you know we have to score in the paint that's kind of the only way that we can have some surefire points and luckily we have lebron who is just as we all know, a freak of nature when it comes to attacking that paint and coming away with sometimes three-point plays that are essential to, you know, gaining back that lead. And sure enough, you know, those points in the paint, those breakaway points helped us get on a 10-0 run in the second quarter to tie the game finally after being behind 17 points, 31-31. to and I got to see some great defense, some great breakaway offense, um, offense, I'm sorry. And that really helps build the momentum, keep it on our side. I mean, when we start clicking, it, it, it does look like we have a really fascinating team here uh, in Los Angeles. I mean, when we need to shut down people on defense, we have, you know, JaVale blocking people. We have Lonzo um, anticipating passes and getting steal after steal. I mean, when we're all functioning on all cylinders, this is a great team. We just need to see that consistently, quarter after quarter, uh, every minute that we're on the floor. And so I did get to see that here. Um, the Lakers ended up that second quarter. Um, coming back and actually getting the lead after trailing by 17 i saw them go up to 48 40 after a couple points um very crucial points scored mostly by lebron um and then you know that was three minutes and 32 seconds into the second left in the second quarter and this is where i kind of like tuned out to go back to the patriot game and start watching that but I saw that we were up 15 at the half. And then, you know, part of the reason why we were able to get that lead back, as I was mentioning, is not only good defense, but it also, the, the Suns offense was helping us. Um, it was very, very poor offense, very bad shooting. They weren't setting up their plays great. And... It was just a great defense and rebounding by the Lakers that allowed us to move the ball more, you know, get some points in. And I saw a lot more hustle this game out of a player who, at least from my perspective, I know if he is just hustling minute after minute, he'll become a great player and possibly step into that role of number two behind LeBron, that person that we need, Kuzma. Kuzma. When Kuzma is hustling, he is getting boards, he is shooting threes, he is really just all over the all over the court, and that's exactly what we need to see. Well, like I mentioned, I did tune out after halftime because of the Patriot game starting at 125 today. So I got to see the rest of the highlights and 
Honestly, I knew that we were going to close out this game at the end of the second half because it just seemed like the Suns weren't going to get it. Um, it didn't look like they wanted to get anything rolling just by the sheer dominance of the Laker defense towards that end of that second quarter. I knew that going into the rest of the game, they were going to have to set up plays for their playmakers. And unfortunately, they don't have that many. They have the rookie in Aiden, I believe. And they also have, you know, Devontae Booker, who I did see the highlights. You know, he left the game with a hamstring issue. So, you know, injury woes and really just a faulty offense for the Suns helped the Lakers here seal this win 120 to 96 and like I mentioned you need we are moving up this Western Conference and let's shoot for number one baby the number one or number two seed so we can get some home court advantage that's that's all we really need to do but we're standing uh, at five not right now in the Western Conference and you know we're in a, a game and a half behind the the top of the conference is super close just one and a half games and we're on the you know we're team number five so right now it's the nuggets at number one number two clippers at number three oklahoma the city thunder and number four the warriors so stacked western conference we need more wins like this um yeah, I wish I had a little bit more notes, but like I mentioned, I did tune out to go watch that Pats game. And more analysis on the Pats game coming up. Thank you. ladies and gentlemen thanks for coming back and tuning in here is the game of the evening america's game of the week patriots versus vikings and the patriots get a very resounding win 24 to 10 and what a good game this was i think unfortunately in my opinion i think the zebras controlled most of the game um just erroneous calls left and right given you know easy first downs to both teams really and some pass interference calls that highly questionable in my opinion but overall you know you had the Vikings coming in with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs arguably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL right now and Adam Thielen definitely you know probably the best wide receiver you know in the felt in the nfl this season and it's you know it, it's exactly what i thought they were gonna do the patriots bracketed adam thielen with the mccordy twins and then for stefan diggs they just you know stacked um uh, stefan gilmore right on top of him and kind of made him sort of like made made the the passing just ineffective and not a good solution for this Vikings offense um, I think it was a good game so let's just dive into like you know I get to, I got to saw, see the whole game um, 
it was a great first drive on offense. We were able to, Patriots were just firing on all cylinders in the first drive, uh, doing really well. And I think, obviously, Mike Zimmer's defense ended up, uh, you know, turning up the heat, started sending some more exotic blitzes into Brady. But Brady, overall, you know, using his mobility to see through the blitzes, check the coverages, and I, I saw that he hit, um, was it Hogan and Patterson to, you know, the left out, quick left outs on that first drive. And he was kind of doing those dinks and dunks and those checkdowns pretty much all day. He had that Vikings defense pretty much figured out. And, you know, if you're Tom Brady, if you're Josh McDaniels and you're that Patriots offense and you have something figured out, you have a weakness figured out, good luck if you're on defense. Good luck because they find your weakness and they exploit it. Um, unfortunately for the Vikings defense, you know, they had another one of their players they had Xavier Rhodes out. Um, so they had to bring on a rookie cornerback to defend I believe it was Julian Edelman and if not Julian Edelman he was covering um, well wherever they had him Tom Brady made sure to audible one of the receivers put a hot route for that cornerback and I think we were just eating all day off of that we were making some good plays off of that um I believe that having Edelman back is so reassuring. Uh, it's it's a safety net for Tom Brady. It's so great to have him out there. Gronkowski, you know, the issue with the health. I mean, he got the targets this game. He made some tough catches, but he still got dinged up a little bit today. I mean, there's no one game where you see Gronk get tackled and you're just like, uh, you kind of like, you, you, you don't understand how someone that big moving that fast, you have to tackle him. And when you do, it's just like this big old body just lumbering to the ground. And I think it's bad enough that he has a big service area to attack. So when he gets tackled, it's you know it's quite the effort but also when he falls down that that looks just as painful almost because he's such a huge guy and uh, honestly I just hope that he can stay healthy for us um, through the playoffs and we've played without him I know we can win without him but he's such a great weapon for the seam routes and um, for whenever he has any mismatches with uh, linebackers or undersized corners. I mean, he is a matchup nightmare. So we're hoping that he can stay healthy next couple of games. He definitely needs the rest. Um, like I mentioned, he got a little dinked up today too. Now, um, something that I did point out was Dalvin Cook. I mean, this Patriots defense... It, it's hit or miss, man. I mean, we are able to really shut down some games if we... I mean, I feel like our game plan for defense is always this. Look, 
keep the play in front of you. And especially with teams like the Vikings here that can score a whole bunch of points. And, you know, I'm surprised it wasn't a high-scoring game like I thought it was going to be. I thought those wide receivers were actually going to at least, you know, get some yards after catch with some crossing routes, quick slants, some out routes. But Patriots defense did such a good job containing and maintaining these guys that you know it was not possible for them to you know get some good momentum going and I think Gilmore Stefan Gilmore did a great job one-on-one with Stefan Diggs not really allowing him to be a huge factor and I, I still I saw when Kirk Cousins was doing a little bit of a two-minute drill at the end of the the half and you know they could definitely get the ball rolling when they need to they need they can you know get some quick timing routes to both of these players Thielen um Diggs Robinson even had to step up because of the coverage on Diggs and Thielen but you know they have some good talent and obviously Kirk Cousins really good and really poised in the pocket when he needs to be but the only moments when he wasn't poised and he was he was getting pressured well and like I mentioned one of the weaknesses that um, the Vikings have had was the center well I didn't mention this but they had a weakness and they were exploited the Patriots exploited it Um, their center um, their offensive line has been inconsistent throughout the year and their center was a weak point and we stacked our best rusher against him and that's Trey Flowers and it almost was like the Vikings couldn't come up with an answer for that um, it was second down third down in yardage and you just put Trey Flowers on top of that center and boom you know I'd say a good amount of those times that you had that matchup um, you you either had you know, Kirk Cousins drop back or, you know, completely take a sack, but good finally to have some quarterback pressure out of our defense. I feel like that's something that is some it's something that we have to string together definitely for the end of the season and going into the playoffs if we want to be a Super Bowl contending team. We haven't been that great at sacking the quarterback and getting to the rusher I mean getting to the passer uh, this year and I think it's been a detriment really to to this team Um, you know not being able to force the quarterback into plays and kind of you know almost like force our play onto the other team we haven't had that sort of aggression yet because of the lack of pass rush but I saw this game as a step in the right direction our defense was really holding it down and it it was difficult I mean Dalvin Cook was gashing us I'm not sure why they um, were switching up their quarterback efforts um, so much so that Dalvin Cook actually had momentum taken away from him and I think that affected the the Vikings' offensive performance as well. I mean, they could have just 
really pounded the ball with him. Obviously, the Patriots would have figured it out being the Patriots, but he he had that offense clicking for a little bit. So uh, I'm glad that, you know, the Vikings weren't able to take advantage of that enough. So as far as our offense is concerned, I think that James White needs to have the ball more. We need more plays out of the backfield. I believe that Patriots, I mean, Tom Brady's comfort zone is being in that pocket, um, being in the shotgun, all his wide receivers on the line, you know, empty backfield. That's his comfort zone. He can check receivers in and out of routes according to the coverage and he can think and dunk and have timing routes that you know stack up to beneficial plays and good momentum for our team I understand that's the comfort zone but when that comfort zone is almost like too predictable it becomes detrimental to the team I believe we need to have more plays out of the backfield with our running backs. And I think, t- you know, today was a great way to sort of expose that or like put that out for show. Um, but I'm sure we're saving that sort of like triple threat, like a true triple threat running back um, play. I didn't see too much of it. I saw flashes of it today, but that's something that our team is going to need to hone down on because there were some critical third down plays um maybe third and long that could have been avoided had we run the ball on first and second down or you know a third and short that i saw and it was a pass a drop pass i mean you know if we had more consistency with the play calling, you know, like let's not check out or audible out of this run play so that we can establish some momentum on the ground. I believe we need to be more comfortable with that. We need to keep pushing that sort of mindset forward because like I mentioned, if we want to be a Super Bowl contending team, we have three great running backs and our receiving core is not as stacked at that run as that running back position is and we have great pass catching running backs as well so i don't see why we shouldn't have two running backs um in the backfield for 60 percent 70 percent of the snaps and i think it's just a comfortability sort of thing for Tom Brady you know when we're we get in situations where we need to make a play he'll empty the backfield and um you know really orchestrate like that but I say going down the you know down the line and into these playoffs I mean we have teams that can put up points like the Chiefs um you know the Rams, the Saints, these are all teams that, you know, are projected to be one and two seeds. You know, obviously, NFC is on that side, AFC is on this side, but still, if the Patriots want to be, you know, Super Bowl contending team, we have to have that running back situation, I think, locked down. And today was a good step in the right direction. Having Rex Burke hit back and having 
I mean, I, what I saw out of Rex Burkhead was fresh legs. I mean, he was getting the ball in his hands and he was exploding out of that backfield. You always love to see that with, um, you know, guys that are coming back from injury, exploding back on the field. So, you know, that's pretty much what I saw. I mean, a little bit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna be honest and say that I was a little bit disappointed with the Vikings' offense. I mean, you know, Patriots' defense. We had some holes that I was seeing. For example, there were a couple plays. There was this um, drive that, probably the touchdown drive here that Kirk, Kirk Cousins had, um, where <clears throat> I believe it was number twenty-five, our cornerback. He was a rookie cornerback. I think he was undrafted. <coughs> Excuse me. And he was on Robinson. On the left side, on the defensive left side, and Robinson was on the offensive right side. And there were two back-to-back plays where, you know, our corner was giving him way too much cushion. And on one play, you know, he got some good enough yardage to set up, I don't know, what was like a two, second and three or third and three. And then the same play was ran the next play for the first down. I mean... Like I mentioned, Patriots defense was playing to keep everything in front of themselves. And I get it. That's Belichick's way of coaching defense. And there's nothing wrong unless, you know, you're winning games. Especially, there's nothing wrong if you keep, you know, a great offensive team um, to 10 points. But I honestly thought that the Vikings were going to be adjusting a lot better than they did. Um, maybe that's the byproduct of, you know, inexperience with the quarterback and the wide receivers, but, you know, you didn't see that all these other games. Adam Thielen has had, I don't know how many hundred-yard games, and, you know, I don't think he was, you know, anywhere close at this game. So probably better testament to the Patriots defense than the Vikings offense I'm not sure but it definitely was a bit of both you know Vikings inability to adjust and the Patriots really just tightening down on their coverage in the backfield and uh, eventually uh, later into the game just controlling the line of scrimmage and not letting anything uh, you know any any of the running backs make any good plays out the backfield in open in like an open field situation really great tackling is what i saw as well from from the patriots so yes long analysis on this game amazing game i was looking so forward to this game and i'm over here just gushing all about it so <laughs> um you know patriots move on to 93 projected number two seed in the afc playoffs and Hopefully, we can string another win here till, uh, next week. But for now, definitely going to be enjoying this 24-10 win over the Vikings. Well, that was it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. <clears throat> Got my voice here uh, dying and fading a little bit. But just want to reiterate... 
Uh, thanks a lot for listening. This is really fun for me. It's been really great the last couple of days. Uh, we don't have too much coverage on our teams in the next coming days. I think next game is going to be the uh, the Lakers game on Wednesday. But you know, I'll see if we can uh, do a little coverage tomorrow on the Eagles Redskins game. Uh, really good NFC matchup and. Um, maybe some playoff implications there for for that division. Maybe not. That division's a little, I think, in the air right now. Especially those two teams. Yeah, next game is going to be San Antonio Lakers at 7.30. And we will catch you guys in a couple days. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you all have a great night. Bye-bye. Thank you.